This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is our live show we do on Monday nights at 8 p.m. over on Huzza right now. If you want to subscribe, you can. Uh, we also stream it live on our Facebook page. Uh, usually we'll have a topic. This is actually the last show, guys, for a couple weeks. I think we have our next show, looking at my whiteboard here, coming out on uh, September uh, 12th. I think 12th is the Monday. So we're gonna, this is going to be our last show for a couple weeks, and then we will be back at it on Monday, September 12th, and then we have about four or five shows through October, and then in October, I'm actually going to be in Las Vegas, so if anybody's in the Las Vegas area around the 8th or 9th or 10th, there's actually a baking expo that I'm going to be speaking at, and I'll be attending, so if you're in the area there, come uh, shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com, or say hello, I'd love to stop by and visit you. So we're answering some questions here. So the first question here is, how many emails should I be sending out? every month. And my first response is whenever you have something interesting to say. Now, that could be once a month, once a week, once every other week, three times a week. It really depends on when you have something interesting to say. I know that's not a great answer, but you don't want to send out emails just to send out emails, but you do not want to send out emails once every three or four months because they will do absolutely nothing. You really want to have a system in place for when someone signs up for whatever you're offering, whether it be uh, the dreaded sign up for my email newsletter. And if you're really doing that, can you stop? Can you say something a little bit more interesting than that? To whatever it is you're offering or giving away, like we suggest, you give away something free every week because that'll give someone content to read on the email and interest to open that email. So you want to have someone f- sign up for your whatever it is, send them an email right away saying, hey, thank you so much for signing up for the free pizza winner. This is the process. We choose the winner. We're going to choose a winner every week. And on Tuesdays at two o'clock, we're going to send out an email. So make sure you read that email Tuesdays at two o'clock. And then on Thursdays, we're going to send an email for what specials or what we have happening in our place for the weekend. That could be specials. It could be new pizzas. It could be events that you're having, anything like that. So you could give out two emails a week, I suggest. And then that's on top of your 30, 60, 90 day lazies, your birthday pizzas, your uh, late deliveries, your new customers. What we used to do is, here's what we used to do. We'd send out 30-day lazy, 60, 90, uh, someone on their birthday, our free pizza winner, our Thursday email that has what's happening or what's going on for the weekend. And then on top of that, we would also have emails going out that would, right after they ordered, they would get an email the very next day that says, hey, how was everything? It's Bruce from XYZ Pizza. I just want to know how everything was. Hit the reply button right back and let me know. It goes right to my email address. This is me. It goes right to my email address. And for doing that, I'm going to give you 10% off your next order if you order in the next 48 hours. So it gives them 48 hours to use their 10% coupon. And then I'd say 50% of the time, someone would email me back right away saying, hey, this, this, this was good. This was bad. And then you can fix that problem right away before it gets to the problem where they go complaint on Yelp, which is a question I have for later. And then on the second day, it says, hey, you have 24 hours left to use your email, your discount. And then it says, hey, your discount expires today. So there's like a follow-up process that you want to follow. So you send them an email after the order asking how everything was. That gets them to reply. And then the, the next email that you send, just let them know that they have a deadline for that offer. And when you put deadlines on offers, the one mistake people make with coupons is they don't put a deadline like a hard deadline. They say, okay, this is good till October 30th. 
But if it's July, that's not really a great hard deadline. It should be like, you have two weeks to use this coupon or it, or it's gone. You know, you got to have really close, hard deadlines. I know you don't want to do that because you want to have them save it in the draw forever. But you know what? It doesn't work like that. And especially with emails. Emails, you get so many of them so often that you really need to say, hey, it, this expires Thursday and it's Monday. And then on Tuesday, remind them that it expires Thursday. And on Thursday, send them another reminder saying, hey, this expires today. If you're going to get this offer, you better use it right now. So that's my two cents on what how many emails you should send and then what you should be sending. Okay, the next question is, what's the difference between Instagram stories and Snapchat? Functionality-wise, they're pretty similar. I would say the audience is different. A lot of independents are having a hard time finding the right audience on Snapchat. They're having a hard time finding people to follow them. And then once they do follow them, they don't really know what to say to them. So I would say if, you, if you're going to choose between Snapchat and Instagram, and you already have an Instagram following, then I would use Instagram stories. Now, if I don't have either, I'm going to hop on Snapchat because I think that the demographic is going to grow on Snapchat. It's a much funner platform to use with much more functionality than Instagram. Instagram is really easy. Um, you just take a photo or a video. It's a little bit longer of a video. You can put it on there. If you have a following, you'll see people follow it. The thing that I like about Snapchat is that you have people's attention. They are going to look at your snap, pretty much guaranteed. So if you have a following on there, and say you have 50 to 100 people follow you, you know, 50 to 60 people are gonna look at your snap every time. And they don't know what it is. Like there's a curiosity factor in the fact that they don't know what you're gonna have on that snap. Now, Instagram stories has that as well, but it's new. So it doesn't have as many people using it in the same way that they're being creative on Snapchat. And with the filters on Snapchat and the stickers, um, and you could just be much more creative on Snapchat. So if you're a creative person, Snapchat might be for you. If you have a large following, Instagram stories might be for you. But I would use both. And I think that you should use both. Just don't say the same exact thing on both because you probably have people who will follow you on both platforms if you're using them. And it, it just seems, I mean, you can once in a while say the same thing on there, but don't do it at the same exact time, the same exact thing. Okay, next question. Now, the next one is someone, Barb wrote, how to get referrals. And then that's kind of all she wrote there. And then she also said something about damage control. So I'm not exactly sure what she means by how to get referrals. Um, so I'm going to skip that one. And I'm going to go to the next question that she wrote. Damage control. Once something goes wrong, do you offer to replace, remake, discount, comp, gift card, other? When? Uh, okay, so what we did was, <clears throat> and I think I talked about this recently on either a pot the podcast or on a, on a video where people complain all the time you know when you're doing two three four hundred orders in a day even 50 orders a day you're not perfect you're going to make mistakes and you're going to get those customers that call you up and say hey i'm super mad they probably going to swear at you and you know you messed up you did this you did that which is fine just super simple just turn it around super sorry can't believe that we did that. You know what? We're not perfect. Own up to it. Don't try to defend it. Don't try to be defensive. Just who cares what happened? Just try to fix the situation. And what we did was we always try to turn it around. Say, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. I can't believe we messed that up. What can we do to help you? Would you like us to remake your order? Would you like to, us to give you a credit on your next order? Or the last resort would be your money back. And it, I, I think that in my whole career doing running a restaurant, which was tons and tons and tons of people, months like i mean literally you know we do 1500 2000 orders a week 
for 15 years. So I think I had to give people their money back maybe five or six times out of all those times. Uh, Dale, I see your question there. Hold on, let me get to that. Um, And I would just say, you know what? We're sorry. This is what we can do for you. I can remake your order and get it right over to you or you can come back and pick it up and I'll have it ready for you or I can give you a credit for your free order. So I'll copy what you got now and then I'll give you another order next time. And I'd say 95 to 96% of the time, that's what people took. Like They were like, okay, you know what? Thank you. I'm just, I'm just having a bad day. I apologize for yelling or swearing. Don't mean to take it on on you. I was just super upset. I, I was looking forward to my dinner and you know, I got here and it was cold or you, you forgot this or whatever. Whatever the case may be. As long as you turn it around on them, they're, they're usually going to be okay with whatever you offer them. And I would offer first thing first, be it whatever's cheaper for you. Would that be to give them a discount on their next order because that's probably the cheapest? Um, you can offer to remake their food. That's probably the second cheapest. And then you can offer to, you know, do both of those things, you know, remake their food and give them another offer or give them their money, delete their, their credit card, whatever for the day. So that's what I would start with. Uh, Dale says, piggyback off the damage control question. How do you, how do we handle Yelp? I mean, I get this question a lot. I think Yelp is just something that you should just own up to. Like never let negative or positive comments go without a response. I think that you should respond to every negative comment. There's nothing that you can do about getting rid of negative comments on Yelp. So what you should try to do is you should try to get, if there's nothing you can do to take negative comments off of Yelp, you should try to respond to the negative comments that you get on Yelp, fix whatever problem is that's creating the negative comments, and get your good customers to leave positive comments. That way it can kind of deflect the ratio of bad comments. So if you're getting, you know, everybody says that all people do is complain on Yelp. You're right. So get your customers that really uh, come to you, love you, order from you every week to leave reviews on Yelp, that'll, that'll solve that problem. So what we would do is we would have an order go out. And then if someone, I would have it set up to, here's, here's what I would do. This is ex- the exact system that we use and it worked every single time. Someone would order from us online. They would get that order the next day. They would get that email the next day that says, hey, it's Bruce from XYZ Pizza. How, how was your order? Hit the reply button and let me know. It goes right to me. I want to know exactly how it was. In the meantime, if you order in the next 48 hours, we'll give you XYZ off your next order. So I would say 20% of the time, somebody would reply back to that saying, and that was an automated email. Somebody would reply back to that saying, Bruce, thank you so much. It was awesome. You, every, we love you guys. We come every single week. We always get the same thing. If they did do that, what I would do is I would be like, I would reply to that. Thank you so much for your feedback. It really means a lot to us. Could you please go here and just leave us a quick review? If you have already, I apologize. Don't worry about it. But if you haven't, it would help us tremendously. And I would say out of the 20% of the people that replied back, I would get another 50% to leave either a review on Facebook or Yelp or Google Plus, wherever at the moment we were trying to get people to leave reviews to build up that criteria, they would do that for us because they were in a good mood because they just had a good experience. So it's, it's the key is to get them when they're in the mood. It's like you don't want to sell someone something when they don't want it. You know, they just order from you. They're happy. They just told you they're happy. That's when you ask. That's when you go in for the ask and you ask them to leave you reviews. So that's what I would do with Yelp. I would own it. I would be fine with the negative reviews. I would respond to them. But then I would try to, uh, you know, fix that ratio of negative to positive reviews by asking my customers that I know loves us to leave us some good reviews. So hopefully that answers that question, Dale. 
Uh, next question. This is from Sarah. She says, can you use the same content on different channels? Yes, I, I definitely think that you can use the same content on different channels. Here's the caveat to that. Don't use the same content on different channels the same time. Like you can very much take a video or a photo that you put on Snapchat and put it on Instagram or put it on Facebook, but I wouldn't do it at the same exact time. I wouldn't put my photo or video from Snapchat on Instagram, on Facebook, like right back to back to back within an hour. I would save that picture or video and then I would repurpose it on Instagram maybe the next week or two weeks later. And then maybe if it's still relevant on Facebook a week or two after that. Um, because it's just different, you know, people who follow you might follow you everywhere. You know, if you follow me, hopefully you're following me if you're watching this or, you know, viewing this on Facebook or live here on Huzza. Maybe you follow me on Twitter. You'll follow me on Facebook. You'll follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. And if I put the same content out at the same exact time on all those channels, it would be, you know, some people would get annoyed with it. Um, but then there's other people who don't follow you on all those channels. Maybe there's somebody who just uses Twitter. And maybe there's someone uh, who just uses Instagram, doesn't even know what Snapchat is or vice versa. So I would say definitely you can use content and repurpose it. And I suggest that you repurpose your content because it's hard to create content on a daily basis when you're in the midst of running a business and you're trying to figure out, you know, who who's coming in to work today. Are there going to be any problems with the inventory? What's going to break down? So yeah, repurpose your content. Just be smart about it. You have a content calendar. Um, if you follow me on Snapchat today, I put out, I have this content and I use Google Sheets. And uh, if you want this, send me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. If you're watching this live, um, that's my email address. Shoot me an email, say you want the content calendar that I use, and I will just format you a content calendar. And what it is, it's a, it's a Google Sheet. You can just copy and paste it into your Google Sheets. And it has a calendar on one side, and then it has, uh, like for me, it has... Uh, Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, SPM Live, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and it has everything that I need to do on a daily basis. And I have one for me, and then I have one for the clients that I work with. Uh, so mine will say those things, and then I'll put in the date because it has like a four or five week lines, and then I'll put in, you know, the next podcast episodes when we're going to record those and when they need to go out. And then the same thing for Facebook. You know, what am I going to post on Facebook for this day? What am I going to post? And I'll, and I'll usually go out a week, um, you know, for the podcast and the live show, I'll probably go out a month or two in advance, but for Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, I have a general outline on Saturday or Sunday, what I'm going to be posting for the whole next week. So I suggest that you do that too. get ahead of it. And then, you know, what also happens is if you're working on content creation, you know, sometimes when you sit down to look at the content, you get, it can get a little overwhelming. And you might not be able to think of ideas, but once you write down three, four, five ideas, it starts to flow pretty easily. So you can kind of get in the flow and, you know, the, the ideas start to come. And if you looking to get a week's worth of content, but you have eight, nine, 10 ideas, just write them all down and then you just kind of plug them on down the line. So if you want that, shoot me an email, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. I'd be more than happy to help you with that. All right. This is my last question. So. If anybody has any questions that they want me to answer, shoot them in the box there. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast episode later or on Facebook, you know, I think I can, I should probably have looked at my Facebook thing to make sure that there's no questions on there. Um, oh, yeah, there is some. Sorry. Hold on one second. All right. 
also, all right, so Dave says, can you off offset the damage of one bad review with 10 good reviews? Make sure you're pointing out the customers especially. Yeah, exactly. Dave says the same thing. He says you can, up, you can offset the damage of one bad review with 10 good reviews. Yeah, he's right. So same, same kind of thing. Um, give your employees. All right, so let me just get into the last question here. How do I improve my email open rates? Ah, I love this question. I love email marketing. So I'm, I'm very happy when I to answer email marketing questions. It's kind of my, my thing. It's what I like to do. So I think there's a few ways that you can, e uh, there's a few ways that you can increase your email open rates. Number one is what's your onboarding process, which means what is, what are you doing when someone signs up for either your online ordering, obviously they're going to get an order from you right away. Is there any follow-up process to that? And then if you do happen to have uh, opt-in on your website or you're offering something, what does that onboarding process look like? What you want to do when you're offering something on your website to get uh, is you want to get them to obviously open that first email. But the, the, the better thing to do is get them to open that email and then to reply to whatever you're saying. So if you're sending someone an email if they offer, say you, you're offering a free pizza to, uh, you know, we're, we're going to give away a free pizza every week. So enter here to win. You know, when they do input their email address, ask a question in that first email, uh, especially Google on Gmail. If you're using, if their customer is using Gmail and they open the email and reply to your email, you have a good, good chance of them opening your emails in the future. As long as you don't, you don't write a boring subject line. And that's number two is your subject line is everything, you know? I see a lot of subject lines that say, you know, XYZ pizza specials this week. That's a boring subject line. Nobody's going to open that unless they want a pizza, which is good. I guess it's good because if you want a pizza, you'll open it. But what if you want to offer something else? What if you want to say, you know, you have a contest you're running or you're announcing the winner? Uh, the shorter the email subject lines, the better. And think about when you go through your email inbox, what you're looking for and what catches your eye. And then what makes you open them like short ones like, Hey, or Hey, first name, or this was great, or you won't believe this, or don't, don't, don't say boring stuff that everybody says in the, uh, in the emails for restaurants and pizzerias, like Monday's newsletter, like no one's going to open that. It's boring. No one wants to see a Monday newsletter. Um, so make sure that you're not boring. And I think I have a, I have to find it. Maybe I can give you guys some subject uh, email subject lines. I think I downloaded something one time that had like the hundred best email subject lines. And you can basically have your email subject line say anything. It doesn't necessarily matter what the, if it matches the content, just don't have it be completely different. You, you can have it say, Hey, check this out. And then go in the email and be like, all right, we have this, we, we have this special this week, or here's the free pizza winner or the winner is if you get like that one works really good for me. If you're giving a giveaway a free pizza every week, uh, you can give an email subject line that says this week's winner dot, 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 dot. And then, you know, they're going to open it up because they're going to want to see if it's them or not, or say something like this week's winner. Is it you dot, 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 or just, Hey, Hey, dot, dot, dot works really well. I don't know what it is about that, that, uh, Hey, but Hey, dot, 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 dot gets people to open emails like there's no tomorrow. Now that could change. If you're listening to this a year from now, that's totally subject to change. But right now that's working pretty good. So if you're going to send an email out, try that, try that subject line. It, it might work pretty well for you. So that's more my uh, two cents on that. All right. I think that's going to be it guys. I have five questions. If anybody else has any questions, shoot them in here. Dave, you're the man. Thank you so much for saying that. 
uh, we'll have to do a show soon, man. Come on the uh, me an email. We'll have to do something on the on the live broadcast for the next season, which is happening in a couple weeks. If you're listening to this on the podcast episode or the replay, I am Bruce, the host of the Smart Pizza Marketing Show. Stuff like that. So what was scheduled and what happened? Ah, so I had a direct mail marketing show scheduled today. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the name of the person slash company that I had scheduled with, but last second they decided that they didn't want to go on video. And I was a little upset because it's a live video show and we've been doing it for a long time now. So, and I was pretty clear to the person that this was a live video show. You're going to be on video. It's going to be live. Um, and then he decided that he didn't want to be on video. So what am I going to do? The show must go on. You know what? I put something out on Snapchat. Listen, stuff happens on a daily basis. You guys know you're in the restaurant business. Everything happens not according to your schedule. You make your day up, someone calls out sick, something breaks down. It's the people who can adapt and adjust are the ones who make it. And the people who can't, you know, they buckle, they fold, they get stressed out, they can't make decisions quick are the people who don't. That's what we did here, you know. I had some questions lined up for a long time that I just haven't got a chance to answer in the email. So I figured, you know what, let me pick four or five of these questions, hang out with you guys and say, if you have any questions, shoot. Otherwise, um, what am I gonna do, you know? So who cares? The, the person couldn't come on. We have some great guests lined up. Forza Pizza Guy, Alberto from Forza Pizza. Go check out his website. It's going to be coming on the show in a few weeks. Talk about his website. Talk about taking photos. Uh, so we have some great shows coming up. So if you want to subscribe to the show, go to SPM Live. Oh, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash. I can't multitask here. I can't read the comments and talk. It's hard for me. Uh, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash SPM live. I'll probably have that post out uh, by the next Monday. I'll have the whole next series of shows out. You can subscribe to them. I like this format, Huzza, and then I like streaming it to Facebook. What do you guys, what are you guys watching this thing of that? Is this an easy format for you guys to watch on? Can you hear it okay? Does it come in good? Curious about that. I, I enjoy this format. I think that it, uh, yeah, I hear it real nice. Yeah, I like this format. It's pretty easy to use. I like the fact that I can use it from my laptop and stream it to Facebook at the same time. And then uh, I can also have up to six people come on at one time. So I think we're going to be doing some stuff with PMQ pretty soon when it comes to live shows with them. So ch check out, watch out for that. Um, all right, I think that's going to do it. Follow me on Snapchat, at Smart Pizza Tips. Um, and then smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash SPM live for the next season of shows. Go check that out. And if you want to hear the podcast, tomorrow's podcast episode, whole show on the Pokemon Go. I talked to a company, local company near me that did a whole Pokemon Go and she got something like 300 customers from one thing. But the thing is she acted really quickly like she saw the pokemon go thing and we talked about this in the podcast episode she she saw the pokemon go craze she saw people in her area which is a kind of a funky area near me um she saw people using it all the time she said hey we gotta do something with this and she decided acted quick and then she got right into it a lot of times we overthink that we have a tendency to overthink things uh maybe think it's going to be harder than it is maybe think there's more to it than it really is and by the time we act it's too late. It's all over. So she acted quick. This place that I'm going to be talking to on the podcast episode tomorrow is um, going to be all about, not necessarily all about Pokemon, but we're going to go into that a lot. 
and then also their marketing plan because they have a funky a funky theme. So thank you guys so much for watching. We will be back, not next week, not the week after, but in two weeks, two or three weeks from today. I don't know. Go check out smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash SPM live for the schedule. And uh, have a great night, guys. Thank you guys so much for, thank you, I just have to say, thank you guys so much for watching because if it wasn't for you guys watching or listening to the podcast or going to the website, you know, I wouldn't even be doing this right now. So thank you guys so much for your questions. Thank you so much for your interaction. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. And we'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs>